Okay, well, good morning. My name is Joe Gray, J-O-E-G-R-A-Y, and I'm Emeritus Professor of Biomedical Engineering at uh, Oregon Health and Science University. Dr. Gray, thanks so much for joining us today. I sure do appreciate it. Why don't you go ahead and we'll start and talk about OHSU and your role in the organization. So I came to OHSU about 11 years ago now and founded uh, what we then called the Center for Spatial Systems Biomedicine. It was a enterprise, multidisciplinary enterprise that was aimed at trying to understand what the components of disease, especially cancer, are, the cells, the molecular components, how those uh, components are organized in cancer, and how they change as cancers evolve. And the ultimate goal in all of this was to use that information to try to devise better treatment strategies for the long-term tolerable control of cancer. So briefly describe your research projects involving microscopy and cancer. Right. So one of the challenges in trying to understand cancer is that it's a very complex disease that involves changes in the organization of individual cells that make up the cancer, that uh, changes or that involve the kinds of cells that make up the cancer, and it involves understanding how it is that those cells respond to cancer treatments. And so the goal of our research program was really to develop and deploy the analytical technologies that would be needed to understand what the components of the cells were, what the kinds of the cells were, how they're organized in tissues, and what constitutes a change uh, in that tissue that would lead you in the direction of cancer control. And so the whole point of the program was to first deploy the measurement tools, and these are tools that allow us to measure the components, DNA sequencing, RNA sequencing, protein profiling, but more importantly, developing the imaging tools at the light and electron microscopy levels that allow us to really define the organizations of the components and the cells that comprise these tissues. And so first thing was to put those technologies into place the second thing was to figure out how to manage the data, the massive amounts of data uh, that these tools generate, and then finally to be able to interpret those data in ways that tell us about the mechanisms uh, that are operative in the way these cancers behave and how it is that they uh, respond to treatments. And the goal ultimately was to identify mechanisms of resistance and mechanisms of response and to be able to figure out how to select treatment combinations really that will take advantage or exploit the vulnerabilities that the cancer cells have. Describe the technologies and methodologies that you use to help to facilitate that research. All right, so we operate in the center primarily at the light and electron microscopy level. So at the light microscopy level, uh, we have deployed a suite of what we call multiplex immunostaining technologies that allow you to stain cells for a particular protein or protein combination, image them, erase the stain, pick a different protein, stain it again, image it, uh, and so on, and to do this uh, cyclically. And so after you know a few tens of cycles, what you have is a multi-protein image of the cells that comprise the tissue. And so that is uh, 
something that allows us to identify what the cells are that are in the tissues, and it tells us something about the um, molecular properties of those cells. At the same time, we've learned how to isolate the cells, isolate the components of the cells using nucleic acid and protein sequencing technologies and to help us understand in greater depth what the molecular characteristics of the various cell types are. So that's sort of at the light and molecular levels. At the ultrastructure level, we have deployed a number of scanning electron microscopes that allow us to generate with resolutions down to about four nanometers uh, what the various ultrastructural components of the cells are. What does the nucleus look like? What do the mitochondria look like? What do the structural proteins uh, in the cell look like? In other words, what we're trying to do is to understand how cells are organized. And so the technologies that we use there, uh, roughly speaking, are serial block-based imaging technologies where you use an electron microscope to scan the surface of a sample, get a high-resolution image, and then using one or another technologies to cut off a few nanometers of that surface, scan it again, cut off a few nanometers, scan it again, and so on. And this is more or less an automated process at this point, but it allows you to slice down through the tissue and uh, generate what ultimately ends up as a three-dimensional model or image uh, of, of that cell or that tissue. And uh, that reveals some really remarkable uh, facts about how it is the cells interact with each other and how it is that the cells, uh, the components of the cells interact within the cell to exert cell function. Well, at a high level, talk us through some of the key results that you've been able to deliver so far with your research at OHSU. Well, I think the probably the most uh, interesting thing that we've done or important thing that we've done really is to take the suite of technologies that I just described to you and to deploy those clinically so that we can, for patients with uh, metastatic cancers of various types, understand at all levels how it is that those cancers respond to treatment. Uh, and we have used that information to identify vulnerabilities that could then be, uh, that would then direct us to select particular drugs for the treatment of that patient. And uh, the, I think what's important here is that uh, we do this rapidly enough that we can use the information to help the individual patient. So we've, uh, you know, really does help us to understand not only what's going on in a cancer when we start treatment, but also what happens uh, to that cancer as it evolves over time. And so that's given us, I think, a, a much better understanding of how it is that we lose control of the cancer and how it is that we can regain control of the cancer. This is the so-called SMART program that Gordon Mills is now directing. I uh, initiated it, but SMART stands for Serial Measurements of Molecular and Architectural Responses to Treatment. Uh, and it really is a, a program, clinical program, that allows us to uh, follow uh, what goes on in an individual patient over time uh, as their cancer evolves and responds to treatment. And what thesis are you looking forward to testing in the future at OHSU? Of course, the challenge here is to identify what the operative mechanisms are uh, in the cancers that cause it to become resistant to treatment and to figure out how to counter that. 
And I think that one of the things, one of the really important things that our program has shown to date is that when one thinks about effectively treating a cancer, you have to understand what your treatments are doing to the cancer cells themselves, but also what they're doing to the non-cancer cells, the immune cells, the fibroblasts, the endothelial cells that make up the blood vessels and so on. And I think that you know the challenge for the future is going to be able to figure out how it is that uh, we can best kill the cancer cells directly, but also how we can manipulate the rest of the microenvironment so that it becomes anti-tumor. You know, reactivate the immune system, choke off the blood supply, et cetera, et cetera. And so I think the, the real challenge uh, you know, that uh, the program is looking forward to um, as we go forward is learning how to do both of those things effectively. And I think that we now have the measurement tools that teach us how to do that. Uh, what remains is to learn what the uh, actual rules are that will systems biology, if you will, uh, that's going to have to be learned in order for us to be able to do that effectively. That's the future. And why is vibration and environmental noise a big challenge for your research at OHSU? One of the, pro well, one of the opportunities with the technologies that we have uh, is to be able to see with few nanometer resolution the features uh, that make up these uh, cells and tissues. And the um, challenge here, of course, is to make these measurements using uh, technologies that run over uh, periods of days to generate the data set. Well, if there's any vibration on the scale of a few nanometers, then it completely corrupts the uh, images that we're generating. And so it's absolutely essential that the, uh, the, type, the microscopes, especially the electron microscopes, be, be rock solid. And uh, in Portland, this is a particular challenge because uh, the uh, building in which the microscopes are located uh, is located right on the riverbank. And it's, the soil is not rock, it's sort of squishy, and so uh, it is prone to vibration. And so we've had to pay a lot of attention to literally building the foundation of the building and to installing uh, you know, vibration uh, damping uh, technologies to uh, try to minimize that. And I think that we've been quite successful at that. Good. And how has TMC vibration isolation helped to improve and ensure the standard research for OHSU? Well, I think that uh, one of the things, you know, I talked about this as being part of a, a clinical program, but the technologies uh, themselves are available throughout OHSU as core technologies. And so everybody on campus has an opportunity to, to use the tools and to uh, generate high quality data. I think there are a number of groups that are uh, particularly uh, strongly engaged in this. And so they all benefit from uh, having highly stable instruments. I mean, one of the instruments I haven't talked about or types of instruments are the cryo-electron microscopes uh, that are part of the uh, Pacific Northwest uh, Cryo-Electron uh, Microscopy Center. Uh, this is a national facility uh, that uh, takes uh, projects in uh, at even higher resolution, sort of angstrom level resolution, uh, and uh, determines protein structures uh, as a service to the community. It's an NIH project. And uh, so at that level, I think not only do the local uh, users benefit from stability on these instruments, so does the national community. Well, is there anything that you'd like to leave us with that we didn't touch base on? 
Well, no, I think the, the, the message here that I'd like to leave everybody with is that uh, uh, we have finally gotten to the point in measurement science uh, that we are able to define the components and the organizations of cells and tissues. Uh, and I think it's going to give us a lot of insight as to how the components work together to actually produce the functions that we observe uh, in the uh, cells and tissues that we look at in the light microscope. So it's an exciting time, uh, lots to learn, a lot of challenges in terms of interpreting the data, but the measurement tools are there, and I think it's going to be fun to watch how the field evolves. And very exciting. Dr. Gray, well, you've made tremendous contributions to cancer research, and it's not too much to say that you're on the leading edge. So I really want to thank you for your time today. It's been an exciting and an interesting interview. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you.